Hello and welcome to the Wingnet Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond. Personally, I have been to 50 countries. I've met so many people in my travels that I want to bring them on this podcast and get their story on record. I have plenty of tips and stories to share with you as well. Are you a backpacker or a traveller or gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. Throughout the weeks and months, you'll get many guests and solo episodes where I try to cover all range of subjects within travel. This is a casual and informative travel podcast to inspire you to travel in the future. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting this. And I'll see you soon. Cheers, James. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with Tee Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. To my patron, you can sign up for £4, $7.50 Canadian, US dollars a month. And this will give you an extra bonus episode per month, ad-free content, 24 hours early access to the episode. You can get a patron shout-out. I can also maybe get some ad-hoc podcast episodes that I might release during the month. And you'll also get some free stickers that I'll send to you in the post. If you're interested in that, head to patreon.com and forward slash Winging It Travel Podcast and you'll find me there. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the last instalment of the series for the Camino Finisterre. I'm going to do some stats, tips and tricks and figures for you and also some stuff to help you out if you decide to do the walk. just want to say that's a fantastic trip, a lot of laughs, some lows and also some decent views, food and drink and we've met some great people as well even on the way back. So I'd highly recommend you doing this walk and getting involved and maybe getting out of your comfort zone. And yeah, kind of just putting yourself out there, walking day to day, and seeing how you get on. I think it's a great environment. The end in Santiago is a pretty good atmosphere. People from all across different treks meet there, and it's quite a jovial atmosphere, I think. So with a fantastic cathedral in the background, it's quite a cool photo opportunity. By the way, we did not get our certificate. There's a bit of admin involved. We felt it was a bit arbitrary, but we got the photo of our little car that you get on the Camino in front of the office, and we'll make our own. So that's what we'll do. Okay, here we go for some stats. So, in terms of the trek walking, just the walking portion of the whole holiday trip, we've done a total of 110 kilometres, or 68.3 miles. For the whole trip, including rest days and sightseeing days, we actually walked a total of 107 miles. Mental. And we left last Wednesday and arrived back early this morning. Total steps of the whole trip, so from start to finish, 209,786. These, and maximum heart rate I achieved was 170. Uh, That was on the last day, I think, of walking. So over the course of the five days walking, we averaged about 22 kilometers a day. And budget-wise, I think I spent about 550 euros all in. And I've got some of my favorite things here and top fives and stuff. So my top five places that we saw on that trek. So we started in Muxia, went down to Lires, down to Fistera, to the end of the world, back to Fistera, across the sea, 
C to Mazadikos, and then Nagura to Santiago. Top five places that's seen on the trek is Ponte Messira, where the bridge over the waterfall is. Corcubion, which is that little town just next to sea. Sardinero de Baxio, it's in between Vistera and sea. Number four is Santiago itself, the city, great city. And number five, I put Muxia, where we started. Great little coastal town, that. The best dish that I had was paella in Lires in the hostel. Absolutely unbelievable. And the waiter there was quite funny, who we saw again. The best beer is Estrella, Galicia Estrella. Can't beat that. Goes down like water. Best bar is Obandulo de Lambon. Shout out to Olgay. We actually saw Olgay again whilst having a coffee in Santiago. He walked past and said that we are his heroes. So big shout out to that guy. Cool guy. The best free food that we got with our beers was Tortilla Pincho, which is that Latita bar in Santiago. You should definitely go there and it's busy. So I don't know what time of day it doesn't get busy, but every time we went there, the seats outside were full. So just bear that in mind. My favourite walking day was day three. Put in brackets, the easy day. That was Fisteria to the end of the world and back to Fisteria and across the sea. And we go through like the coastal parts, the great beaches, the great views. And yeah, that was a great day in terms of weather as well. The toughest day for walking was day one. I got lost a little bit and we done a serious amount of Ks. I think it's just the body getting used to walking. That was a tough day. My favourite restaurant was Acabana restaurant, which is in Sardinero de Abaxio. The one that overlooked the beach where the wind almost blew down the outside um, structure. Nearly fell on my head. Decent location that. Would highly recommend it. And the best view I think I saw was Praia de la Costera Beach as you leave Costera. It's pretty cool. Some top tips here. Make sure you have a 35 litre bag. That's just big enough to fit all your stuff. But also if you want to do a bit of content like laptop if you're a content creator. That's just enough. It's just big enough for me. I had a 20 litre bag, was not big enough. So 35 is what I would go with minimum. I didn't have any problems with my feet because they're pretty strong. No blisters or anything, but Titchell got a blister on each toe, little toe, towards the end of the whole thing. So make sure you break in your shoes and look after your feet. No need for sleeping bag liner. Didn't use it. Wasted the time in the bag there. Um, the water pack you put in the back of your bag where it comes out the front of a tube and you suck it all day long. I would say you need a two litre one minimum for that. I had a one and a half litre and I ran out about four or five hours into the walking. Merino socks and get some walking poles. For this hike, in terms of clothing, I switched between two sort of like sporty t-shirts, if you like, and whatever we got to do a wash, chuck them in. And the same with shorts. I had a pair of black and blue shorts. So I think for this one, because it's quite short, that'd be enough. Maybe for a bigger one, you're gonna need more. Uh, I'll take one hoodie. A real lightweight waterproof. Don't take my one, which is a heli handsome one. It's too thick. It's too hot. It'd be nasty. Need a real thin one for this sort of trek in Spain because it's going to get hot. I'd also take maybe like one pair of not chinos or maybe hiking trousers just in case it does rain. And you want to protect your legs as well. And also something I saw that I was thinking that I should need. I don't even know what they're called, but you put them on your arms. So you have your t-shirt on and you put this like extra clothing on your arm and it's just to protect the sun so you don't have to wear sun cream but you can also still wear a t-shirt because a lot of time, as my friends will tell you, I did wear a hoodie and I saw a lot of sweat. So I think that covers my pack and my clothing and all my top tips and my favourite stuff. Um, I would definitely finish in Santiago. You'd want to finish there. That would be a great place to finish. I'm looking forward to maybe 
doing some research and see who's done what else. I think the Camino del Norte up, up north is the hardest one, but it looks almost the best one, the best views, the hugs the coast. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in for this week. It's a real good response to this series. We're going to go back to the guests now for Monday for a while. But, yeah, it's been a good test. It's been a good test of my ability to do walking or an activity and record what we're doing. It's been easy and tough at the same time. But, yeah, hopefully you've got enough content there to get you across of what we were seeing doing eating and drinking etc you can also go on my instagram and twitter for any photos for that so thanks for tuning in we'll be back on monday and we've got kate wills so kate wills is going to come on talking about all sorts of stuff for travel and her book so i can't wait to release that thank you so much and i'll catch you soon cheers thank you for listening to my winging it travel podcast episode today you can find me on instagram at James Hammond Travel or Winging It Travel Podcast. You can search for both. I release weekly clips of this podcast episode as well as photos from the last eight to ten years of my travels. You can also follow me on TikTok, Facebook and Pinterest by searching Winging It Travel Podcast. I do release daily content to do with travel and the podcast throughout the week. Also check out my website, jameshammond.org. There's content about myself, my travels And there's also a newsletter sign up as well as a contact form. Finally, please rate and review the podcast on Podchaser. This is my platform of choice. Alternatively, you can rate this on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. This really helps the podcast gain a bit of traction for the future in terms of guests and content. And I'm glad to see that you guys are listening out there, reviewing it and enjoying the content so far. Stay safe. Stay humble. Keep listening. Keep traveling. And I'll catch you soon. Cheers, James.